The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known. And it won't be long. Your life will pass by as a vapor and you will stand before the judgment seat of God. And every secret deed and thought, every wrinkle, every spot will be in view. Before the one who knows all things, the Lord of lords and King of kings, you know the one you never knew. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ. You can find peace in Him from the judgment that's to come He is the shelter from the coming storm All creation shakes at the mention of His name. He has power over life and death. Every knee will bow and tongue confess. Heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father will you bow, will you surrender to His majesty. He can save you from the might of all your sin. This is the fight in which He stands in perfect victory while you have breath. have a choice to make in life turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ you can find peace in him from the judgment that's to he is a shelter from the coming storm While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Away from all your sin 
can believe on the risen Christ. You can find peace in Him from the judgment that's to come. He is a shelter. From the coming storm He's the only shelter From the coming storm Jesus is the only shelter From the coming storm As a child, I was very conscious that Jesus was coming. I was very clear that Jesus was calling after me. I knew the presence of the Holy Spirit as a small child. I remember my two older brothers, I loved them dearly, but frankly, they were sometimes a bit of a bully when I was a child. Mom and Dad had gone to prayer meeting. We were all at home, alone. I don't remember how old I was, maybe maybe four, five. They stacked all of the chairs up in the living in the dining room on the table. And the red sun was coming in. It was just dusk. And they told me it was fire that the whole world was beginning to burn. And I thought in my mind Jesus was coming. And I wasn't ready. I had a very tender conscience. And I wept and wept. Finally, mom and dad came home and dealt with the two older boys. And But I want to tell you, <clears throat> I've always had this sense of of the presence of God. And I knew as a child I was called to be one who would preach the gospel of Jesus. Now, I do have to say that in my journey over these many years, I tried to be a normal pastor. I preached holiness in my first churches, and it was not well received by my bishops. They thought I was much too radical, calling for all-night prayer meetings, calling people to repent, calling people to get serious about Jesus, and frankly, they thought I was going overboard. I wasn't. But I was so disheartened by that experience that I fired my bishops. 
and I went out on my own. I became an independent pastor. And I went the way of positive thinking. I went the way of seeker-sensitive church. And I walked in that for quite some time. And was very successful. It's not hard to build a a great church when you're seeker-sensitive in the American culture. People want to hear all of the, the pretty things, the positive things, the the strategies for winning. But in my heart, there was always a call to a deeper place in Christ. And out of that, the Lord finally said to me, it's your church, not mine. I want you to close it. And I recognized there was nothing redeemable in my church of several hundred members, and we closed it. I went to the elders and told them, we must close. The Lord has told us, this is not his church, it's ours. I won't pastor that kind of church any longer. And that began a a seven-year period of time where I did no public ministry. I simply waited before God, read the scriptures, cried out to him, and got back on track. Now, I've been conscious that I could not be as others are, that I'm not allowed to do things that other people get away with doing. I can't be a gamer. I can't pour my soul into hobbies that I love, like kayaking, biking, sailing, blue water sailing. The Lord said no. He called me to himself. And I've been very conscious of that incredible calling to myself to him, I've been very conscious, but I have struggled with my sin. Oh, not not outward sin, I cut that off. But the sin of, of self, the sin of pride, the sin of, of arrogance, the sin of self-sufficiency, the sin of desiring success. The sin of, of self. And I've known it would take a great deal of Holy Spirit power to totally change that self, that it would be crucified with Christ, that I could walk in newness of life. I've been conscious of the fact that we are rushing toward an eternal destiny. I've looked with great sorrow 
on what I see happening in the modern church as it has turned to apostasy. It has denied Jesus. I've had a great deal of sorrow with many of you. The man who is shacked up with a woman he's not married to, but says, oh, Jesus understands. He knows. He knows. I don't want to lose the money I lose if I marry. So we just live together. Or the man who constantly gives himself to to the entertainment of the world and who does not know how to pray. To those who the Christian life is merely an abstract intellectual understanding and they want to come with all of their intellectual questions, challenges. I have left all of that. Now let me be absolutely transparent with you. I have only one clarity in my heart, and that is that Jesus is coming soon. And that it's time now to put away all sin. And today I say to you, the storm is not coming. The storm is upon us. And things are going to become exceptionally painful and difficult. Very painful and very difficult. You may hear, oh, this... Inflation is only temporary. No, it's not. You may hear we're entering into a time, yes, we'll have a bit of financial difficulty, and then we're entering into a time of great peace. No, we're not. We're entering into the crisis of the ages. And it is time for every one of us to have utterly put away the sin of our hearts, to turn back from the brink of destruction. That many of you, even as you're listening today, know what I'm talking about because you've not yet turned back from that brink of destruction. And may I be very frank with you, there is a judgment day coming And you will be judged, not based on what you say, but on what you do. Your actions reveal your heart. Some of you have the imagination, and I understand this, please. Some of you have the imagination that life can continue for you. It may be difficult, but you can continue getting along. You have your Social Security you have your retirement, or you have your business, or you have your income, you have your job, and you think you're okay, and you can weather anything. Perhaps you even have food put away. Perhaps you've stacked some gold and silver, and you think, ah, I can face whatever comes. I can make it. No, you can't. Only the presence and power of Jesus can carry us through this storm. The storm is breaking 
on America and the world right now. I'm going to give you a date. 2025, according to the Essene calendar, which I think is the accurate one. We are entering into the final age. But everything has to be in place before that final age begins. And we see that happening now with breakneck speed. And so we have the seals, the establishment of the League of Nations, which is the beginning of one world government. It failed. After the First World War, we went into the Second World War, and then the United Nations was created, and it has a lot more teeth than the League of Nations ever imagined having. And now we have the third seal, and it has now begun to open over us. We're a quart of wheat for a day's wages. It is a financial reset. We are right there at that financial reset, and you will see in the coming days a total financial collapse of America. Let this be a warning for you, that you would get right with Jesus, that you would stop playing games with God. Some of you just think, look, life is going to continue as it always has. That's a delusion. It is not going to continue as it always has. And you still have a short amount of time to get right with Jesus. Now, please, when you see a total financial collapse of the dollar, know for certain that the fourth seal has opened. It won't just be America. It will be Germany, it will be all of Europe, it will be Russia, it will be China, it will be the world collapse, and we will go into a digital currency in America. And cash will be done away with. Now, I don't like that, but I know it's coming. Already it's been planned, the technology is all in place, You will access your digital purse with your cell phone. It's coming. Now, we know that as this digital currency comes, it will be mandatory. We've already experienced the mandatory shutdown of our businesses the destruction of the middle class. Farmers are having an incredibly difficult time because the fertilizer isn't here. Russia produces most of the fertilizer, the nitrogen. We're having a very difficult time because prices are skyrocketing. Gas is shoving up. Five, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon, depending on where you live. It will soon continue to shove up. Economists are saying to 
15 to 18 dollars a gallon. I went to the grocery store yesterday. I just walked around and looked. Anybody question whether the storm is breaking on us now? Go look at the prices in the grocery store. And it's predicted there will be a 25% increase between now and the end of the year. Beyond what it currently is. Now, this fourth seal, remember the seals are what God is doing to bring about the conclusion of the prison planet's wickedness and to deliver his righteous people out of that wickedness. But you have to submit to Jesus or you will be destroyed with the wicked. Now there's a fourth seal that will soon open. It will come after the great reset. Financial has been here. It may be accompanied by additional plagues. It'll be accompanied by famine and war. And it will be accompanied by scapegoating Christians. And many of us will die. The global world government has already in place the basic elements of a one-world government. That's already all in place. The storm is already upon us. If you have eyes to see and a heart to see. Now in the fifth seal, it's a conversation in heaven between those who have already died Asking the Lord, how long until this thing is finished? And the Lord's answer is, wait a little longer until the number of your fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed has been completed. In other words, a great martyrdom will happen upon the earth and the the blood of saints will be shed. Now, I believe that during this time, beginning now, the word of God's going to go forth with such power and miraculous events are going to take place. Signs and wonders, healings, restorations, and great conviction. I believe that that has now begun. I see that in some of your lives as you listen to this broadcast. We're going to see many people turn to the Lord. And then that faith is going to be tested by severe persecution. We've watched as people have been canceled for objecting to scientific tyranny. We're going to see religious tyranny as well. This is not off in the future. This is now. Now, When the sixth seal is opened, 
Remember, this is the progressive work of God. When the sixth seal is opened, there's a great earthquake. The sun turns black, the the moon turns red, the stars in the sky fall. This is going to be a terrifying event. And with that event, chapter 6, Revelation, verse 15, then the kings of the earth, the the princes, the generals, that is the one percenters, the rich, the mighty, every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? This is the coming of Jesus, I believe. It doesn't say that. In so many words, it does. I'm going to show you additional evidence as we move through these seals. Then you have the sealing of the 144,000, 12,000 Jewish people from each tribe making up 144,000. I don't know what to make of that. I've heard many different philosophies and beliefs from these are the Jewish people saved out of Israel, who will be saved at the end of time. I've heard others teach, no, it's a symbolic number. Look, there are some things I don't know. And frankly, I've listened to all of the people preach about it, and I have to finally conclude they don't know either. And I'm not going to tell you something I don't know. But I am going to show you that this verse 15 of chapter 6, verse 16, Verse 17 is talking about a very large multitude of people being taken into the heavens. Notice verse 9. After this, that is after the sealing of these 144,000, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, not just Jewish people. So it's not just the 144,000, it's everybody. Standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb, and they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Please, my brothers and sisters, this is right at the door. Jesus is coming. Now, we've been saying that for almost 2,000 years since Jesus left. We're at the end, however, of this age. 2025 marks a very significant year. I believe it marks the beginning of the full tribulation. But the tribulation doesn't just begin on one day. Everything begins to build up to it. The great financial reset, the, the pandemics, the, the persecutions. All of this begins to build toward that great day of tribulation when the Antichrist appears.
Now, verse 13. Then one of the elders asked me, those in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? Sir, you know, he said, they are the ones who've come out of the great tribulation. So in other words, this sixth seal is going to extend into the tribulation. That's what I'm reading. That's the plain meaning of the words I've just read to you. Those in white robes, verse, this is Revelation 7, verse 13. Those in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know, and he said, they are the ones who've come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, we can interpret this in two ways, and I'm going to tell you both sides. It can be just those who have died from every every tribe, every every nation, every people, every language. They've been murdered. They've been executed. A great, great multitude of people that you can't count. I don't think that's correct, however. I think this is talking about In the tribulation, as it begins, they will be taken out of that tribulation. They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them and never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them. Now please understand. This is before the end of the tribulation. The tribulation is supposed to last according to scripture, and I'm not going to go into that today. We will later, seven years. The first three and a half years, the Antichrist shows up, but he doesn't take full authority and power and reside in the temple in Jerusalem until the second half of the seven years. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. So in other words, during the times that are coming, those of us who are in love with Jesus Christ will not go along with a new world order. And we will get hungry, and we will thirst, And the sun will beat upon us and scorch us because it's saying never again will this happen. So it had to happen. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now we come to the seventh seal. And in the seventh seal, we have incredible events taking place with great trauma to the earth and to the people living on the earth. And then we have the seven trumpets, which are judgments of God upon the earth. And then we have the seven thunders, which are not written down, but we know the thunders are coming. Perhaps they're just too painful 
for God to even write down in the book of Revelation. And then we have the total destruction of the beast power. And we enter into the thousand year millennium described in the 20th chapter of Revelation. But what I want to show you today is something terrifying, but I need to share it with you. Another angel, this is chapter 8, verse 3. This is the seventh trumpet. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. This is the seventh seal. He stood at the altar and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God. This is in heaven. This is in the heavenly sanctuary. The golden altar is before the throne of God. So you have the worshipers who are offering prayers. The smoke of incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Now the first trumpet begins to blow. And there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down upon the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood, A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star. I want to tell you, in the Greek, that word used as star in the NIV is asteroid. A great asteroid, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky, on a third of the rivers, on a, on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. A fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, and a third of them turned dark, and a third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. Now, I need to share Dr. Tom Horn. He is a highly regarded author, producer, lecturer, preacher, a man of God. He had a dream. He's had several dreams, and each of those have, in turn, through the years, been exactly fulfilled according to what he saw. In the dream, a terrifying dream, 
he saw what he thought was a dragon coming toward the earth. And suddenly he was above looking down on it, and he could see that it was an undulating asteroid, a huge space rock. And by huge, I mean very large. That asteroid was predicted by NASA to strike the Earth on April 13, 2029. And then they changed their mind and they said, no, it will not strike the Earth, but it will pass fairly close, perhaps even taking out satellites. But as Tom Horn was told by the Lord, this asteroid would strike the Earth. And as he did his research on Apophis, A-P-O-P-H-I-S, I invite you to Google Apophis and you'll find out more information. And also go and Google Tom Horn, Dr. Tom Horn, Wormwood Prophecy. You can also look at the book or buy the book that he wrote called Wormwood Prophecy. What we find described in the eighth chapter of the book of Revelation as the first angel sounds his trumpet is exactly what scientific research shows will happen if an asteroid strikes the earth. The first thing that will happen is that we will have a great deal of burning debris hitting the earth before the asteroid arrives. It will bring fire. It will kill people. It will destroy. And then this huge rock will strike the sea. And Apophis is supposed to strike if it does. And Tom Horn believes that it will. Guided by the hand of God as judgment upon the earth will strike off the coast of California or Mexico. It'll break apart. The prophecy says, the third angel says that it strikes the earth, strikes the sea and strikes the earth. And the water turns bitter and many people die because of the poison that comes from this asteroid strike. And then they say that a great amount of water, dust, debris will be sent into the sky. And that will turn the sky dark and the sun and the stars and the moon are not going to shine. Now, will this happen? Well, the interesting thing to me is that the date, 2025, as given to us by the Essene community, the Essenes predicted exactly who Jesus would be and the exact date of his coming, his death. 
They also predict the end of the world. And they predict that April 13, 2029 will be the striking of this asteroid, which coincides in chapter 8 with the blowing of the trumpet of the angel. Now, if that's true, that also matches the date that the Essenes gave of 2025 for the beginning of the tribulation. Three and a half years later, this event takes place with the asteroid striking the Earth. When I read these these things, I have to go back and say, did the first seal open? Yes. Did the second seal open? Yes. The third seal is opening now. It's taking place now. We see it coming. Do we have to wait until we see the fifth seal before we finally get serious with Jesus? Do we have to wait? until after the financial reset happens and the persecution begins and the one world government begins to take full charge of the entire Western world before we'll repent? Most of you who are Christians have had much teaching. You've had opportunity to sit in sermon after sermon. It's time we no longer just listen to sermons. It's time we begin to act and repent and leave our sin. Jesus is coming. You're not going to be able to be friends with Jesus and have this wonderful little walk in this wonderful little world. It's over. The storm is breaking on us right now. The final cry is going out. The final invitation to get clean by the blood of Jesus Christ is now. If you wait until the sixth seal, I think it'll be too late. Because that's when Jesus comes. Now, this is not sometime far off. This is close by. And we see, if you look at just the last two years, but go back before that. Do you remember 9-11? I believe the government was very much involved in 9-11. I'm not going to say how they were involved. But they were involved, and out of that, the Patriot Act was passed, which took many of the freedoms that Americans had known, and everything changed on 9-11. America changed. And the clause of the world government began to settle into America. 
and we have watched as many false flags have come. And we've watched as our freedoms have been taken. And now we're watching as our money is taken and totally devalued. It's all on purpose. It was by design. The Federal Reserve is intentionally inflating the money and destroying the currency. If you doubt that, just do the research. Study. Learn. This this fourth seal is opening. And there will be a time of, of great persecution when it opens. It's not yet open, but it will be soon. The storm is upon us. When I look at the countdown... A great tribulation is coming upon the earth. And the saints of God will be taken out of that tribulation. But they will suffer thirst and hunger and scorching heat. They will suffer great persecution. And then this asteroid is to strike. That's what the the first trumpet second, third, fourth trumpet is all about the striking of the earth with this asteroid. It says star in your NIV, but the Greek word is asteroid. The fifth angel sounds his trumpet, and he said, I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss, And when he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like smoke from a giant furnace. The sun and the sky were darkened by the smoke upon the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions on the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree. Do you realize scientists today are doing everything they can to learn how? to open these star gates. They don't understand. When that gate opens, it will be opened by God, by the fifth angel, when he sounds his trumpet. And the people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads, they were not given power to kill them, but only to torture them five months. That is, those who were not sealed by God, would be tortured. Now, the question immediately arises, wait a minute, are there still people serving Christ on the earth at that time? Were they not all taken to heaven back here? I don't know. I have to be honest, I don't know. But it says the agony they suffered, that is the wicked, was like that of a sting of a scorpion when it strikes a man. And during those days, men will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but they will, death will elude them. 
The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads they wore something like a crown of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Sounds like AI. It sounds like technology building something extremely evil. They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek, Apollyon, or the devil. The first two of their woes are yet to come. And the sixth angel sounded his trumpet. The trumpets are open judgments on the earth i pray we're not here i don't know what it means when it says those who were not sealed that comes after the striking of the asteroid in the seventh beginning of the seventh seal when the trumpets begin to blow and the trumpets sound under the seals of god they are god's work to bring judgment upon the earth and to finally bring a conclusion to this wicked planet. Now, I've shared with you, I urge you to read for yourself Revelation 6, 7, and 8, 9. These are all the work of God. Chapter 10, and then at the end of this, the two witnesses come. You see why I'm saying the storm is upon us. Jesus is coming. Now, the intellectual understanding of all of this, I don't have a very good grasp of, and I don't know of anyone who does. But I do have a very solid grasp on this. Jesus is coming. And I have a solid grasp on the understanding that only those who leave their sin will be washed and made pure and clean and can receive Jesus as he comes. And if you do not die to your sin and put to death the misdeeds of the body by the blood of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit, you will die. Jesus is coming again. Will you please get ready? Well, we're almost out of time. Tomorrow will be a day of prayer and intercession. It can be a time of repentance for your sin. It's time we get very real about it. It can be prayer for America. It can be prayer for the church. You pray as God calls you to pray. I'd love to hear from you. We need to cover this month's radio bill, and we're still far, far from having enough to cover it. You can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. You can give online. Dirk, thank you. Denise, thank you. 
I got a wonderful letter from Joanne. Joanne from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you. From Cheryl from Washington State. Thank you. Port Huron. Thank you, my dear brother and sister. But we need more to cover this radio bill. It's almost $4,000 for this month. I know what I've shared with you today is controversial. I urge you to Google Wormwood Dr. Tom Horn and listen to his testimony. I also urge you to get right with Jesus. The storm is upon us. Life is not going back to normal. We're on our way to heaven. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I'm praying for you. You're welcome to come and worship with us on Sunday morning. Go to nationalprayerchapel.com and you'll find out the information you need. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory.